traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, forget the war, forget hyperinflation. Stop what you're doing. Stop and celebrate and commemorate and worship International Transgender Day of Visibility. Yes, it is. This is not some crazy uh, offbeat, uh, you know, National Donut Day, uh, the, the commercial venture. This has been embraced by the White House. Uh, International Trans- <laughs> Transgender Day of Visibility. Haven't they been visible enough? You ever hear the word overexposure? I think the whole transgender thing has been overexposed. Enough with it. Enough with it. Who cares? Well, here's why suddenly I care. All right, because they're going after our kids. It is so apparent now. They're going after our kids. I do believe this is part of a socialist plot to destroy our country. Yes, I do. They're coming after children. Joe Biden actually, with a straight face, spoke to a camera. Remember, this is the guy who was supposed to bring everything back to normal. Well, nothing about this is normal. Literally, it's not normal. Transgender, transgenderism, it's not normal. Okay? And I remember it was all about restoring our precious norms. And this is not normal. Having a 79-year-old president who's probably going on 90, who can't keep up, who can't tell the truth, who has the worst training in the world to be president, just saying stuff for many, many years, his words never mattered, now they do. So today, in honor of, uh, yes, International Transgender Day of Visibility, visibility. You're jamming it down our throats. Uh, Joe Biden uh, actually put out an official address to the nation about transgenderism and where they're going to install it. The answer is everywhere. Go ahead. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility. I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. Stop. Uh, I hate to be all, uh, go all theological on Joe Biden, but made in the image of God? Uh, Now, Joe is the one who goes around bragging about his connections to the Pope and that he's Catholic, all right? But you can... um, You can look it up. I believe it's in Genesis. I think it's really right away in the Bible, very early on. Man and woman, all right? Man and woman, it's there in the Bible. Do you believe in the Bible? I do. I also believe uh, that most people actually believe in the Bible. At least they say they do. When Joe says in the image of God, well, that's not in the word of God. It's just not. I'm sorry. I mean... I do believe that if an adult decides to alter their gender, they have the right to do that. But that doesn't mean what Joe said is right. Worse. The Bible says the opposite. Keep going. But we know it's hard. 
when there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws. Hey, attack- stop, 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 stop. Um, anti-gender state laws. These are not anti-transgender state laws. These are laws to protect children and their parents. That healthcare decisions will be made by parents and children, not teachers, not people with some sort of weirdo agenda. And I'm sorry, boy, oh boy, they do. Too many of them. What else did he say? You and your families are simply wrong. Wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere. Everywhere? How about outer space? Astronauts? We're going to do that, too? He already said, what did he say? The playing field. That's Nobody wants that. Nobody likes this, Leah Thomas. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes except the mob. The mob is intimidating so many people and all you wussy executives going along with it. <laughs> You're just afraid. You're afraid of being criticized. Grow up. Toughen up. I'm talking to the corporate executives out there, especially Bob Iger from Disney. That was, you know, he's a New Yorker. I'll get to him in a second. Keep going. Everywhere. Today, we're announcing even more steps, but there's always more work to do <laughs> to end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color. Hey, hold on a second. Joe, if you really want to do something about that, why aren't you doing something about that? I, I only heard this one statement. You really want to protect them. Go into the community and find out who's actually assaulting them hmm hmm because it's not white supremacists you can look it up keep going to ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity dignity and to finally pass a bipartisan equality act to help transgender persons around the world live free from discrimination and violence above all to be there with you to parents of transgender children Affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Stop. Now, what the hell does Joe know about that? Why is he of transgender children? And children aren't, well, children aren't equipped to make that decision. They aren't equipped to know that. Just because it's become fashionable in the last 20 minutes, and now we have kids potentially making irreversible decisions facilitated by teachers, parents are excluded from these decisions, and Joe says that's healthy. Joe says that's good. It's not. It's evil. It's wrong. It's obvious. Now, people will try to say, oh, wow, what a right-wing nut job. Oh, yeah? Hey, in 2010, Barack Obama wasn't even in favor of gay marriage in this country. Barack Hussein Obama was opposed to gay marriage. How about that? Hey, Joe's worried about uh, uh, transgenderism throughout the world. How about all the countries where you can be put to death for being gay? That is a real practical issue. And guess who took it on more aggressively than any other administration? The Trump administration. This guy's annoying me. Let me see. Is there much more? Any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help. And know this, you're so brave, you belong, and we have your back. All right. God bless you all. Uh, Be brave. 
Be brave. Be brave. You're so brave because you're... Am I brave because I'm a heterosexual uh, uh, Caucasian man? I mean, is that what makes me brave or weak or anything? It's what I came as, all right? That's where... I didn't accomplish anything by being that. Getting these points for your orientation, I find that really silly and strange and kind of sad, actually. Somehow there's... You know... (laughs) Joe's talking about this community, and we're, we're there for you. How about being there for people? Hmm? People are lonely. People are desperate. How about people? Some of the loneliest, most desperate people I know these days happen to be straight people, not protected by any law, not a protected class. You know, if you are a white male who happens to be heterosexual, uh, I think they can fire you for just about anything in the world. They don't have to tell you. You can. They can just, goodbye, thank you, goodbye. That's it. However, if you are just about anything but a white male, you are a protected class, officially, especially here in New York State. They can't mess with you. Mm-mm. It is literally a federal case to get you fired. But a white male, very, very jettisonable. Very jettisonable. How about that, huh? International Transgender Day of Visibility. I have seen quite enough, thank you very much. And that silly flag they're flying around. I'm I'm not into flags anymore. I like one flag, the American flag. Okay, two flags, the Marine Corps flag. Uh, what else? I like pirate flags. I think they're pretty cool. Checkered flags. No more uh, flags about sexuality, okay? Just do it. Just do whatever it is you want to do. Is there a straight male uh, uh, flag? Of course not. That would be ridiculous. Just like the transgender awareness uh, day is ridiculous. All right. Oh, and watch out for Disney. Used to be the happiest place on earth. Now it's the stupidest place on earth. You've been hearing about this for a long time. What's the deal? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I'm hearing that there might be a bit of a pushback inside Disney. Yeah, not everybody's uh, not everybody's cool with this. Now, the people at the top, they're desperately, desperately clinging to power because who becomes the boss at a company? Think about it. Just close your eyes and think about some of the senior executives in your company. Um, number one, they're usually trim, right? They're in shape. Number two. Uh, they're pretty good at office politics, right? They're, and they don't get into trouble. Um, so number three, mm, what else do they have in common? They kiss up to the boss. Uh, number four, uh, they're usually in the loop on gossip. What am I getting at? The thing that freaks these people out more than anything is being made fun of on social media. They will do everything. Anything to not be on the Internet. You walk into a meeting. Oh, hey, Larry, you hear what they're saying about you on social media? We can't have that. And what do they do? They overreact. They flip out. They give the mob what it wants immediately because they don't want to be singled out. Because to get to the top, to stay at the top, don't cause any problems. And being flagged on social media is basically, for most people, considered a problem. Now, if you get to a place where I am, by the way, it's a great place to be, and there are plenty of people out there like it, but most people aren't, 
Um, I quite frankly took a page out of the Donald Trump playbook, uh, the DeSantis playbook. Uh, there are some great conservatives uh, uh, all over the place who don't care. You get to a point where criticism doesn't matter. It goes through you. It just, it doesn't make a dent. You ever see the Matrix? You can stop the bullets and just watch them drop to the ground. That's kind of what it's like when you suddenly it doesn't happen overnight. You got to get yourself to a place where criticism online is just like breathing. It just happens. And I, uh, Robert Iger, let's see here. Do you know who this guy is? He's okay. Yeah, he's from Oceanside, Long Island. He went to Ithaca College. He's a pretty ordinary guy, but he looks great in a suit. He's a real uh, cutthroat, you know, backstabbing type of guy. And he rose to the top of Disney. Not on smarts, but on, you know, just playing the game. And if he gets called out on Twitter, it totally freaks him out. Now, I get called out on Twitter. It's Thursday. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's fine. And that's a good place to be. But corporations aren't there yet. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Because uh, you can't give in to these crazy mobs. You just can't. You got to go with it. All right? And by the way, the mob will move on. And by the time you apologize for whatever it is they're accusing you of, they'll have forgotten. <laughs> they'll have moved on. You just got to hang in there. Um, but no, that's this is, Disney instead is caving big time. And just one more. If I said this on the Newsmax show. Why are they why are they caving and who are they caving to? What brought this on? Well, the boss, the CEO of Disney, did not come out against the DeSantis parental parental rights bill early enough. That's it. He just didn't come out early enough against it. At first, he was quiet. This is this is how the mob is totally unreasonable, and they expect total uh, obedience. Uh, listen to this. Cut twenty five. What person talks like this at work? Cut twenty five. She is the. Let's see. The president of Disney General Entertainment. Her name is Carrie Burke. Have you ever heard anyone talk like this about their family at work? Cut 25. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Now, we went pansexual. Seriously. Why is she talking like that? Why? She's desperately clinging to power because her underlings are upset. This is suddenly fashionable. You understand? All right. But the problem is it's one thing for these executives and their companies to do it. It trickles down and it trickles down to our schools. It trickles down to the construction site as Joe Biden. Where do they want this? They want this everywhere. Work, home, play, the military, soon outer space. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on 77 WABC. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Remember this, remember this when you were a kid? I do. Uh, let's see. Sunday nights, I think it came on. The Wonderful World of Disney, cut 24. The Wonderful World of Disney. It was beautiful, beautiful television, right? 
It was Sunday night. Why'd you turn it off already, huh? Anyway, uh, it was uh, always like this. Uh, it was either a cartoon or a documentary or a story about animals, stuff that the whole family could really get into. And is there anything wrong with that? Of course not. However, um, because the trans community, well, a good chunk of it seems somehow opposed to the nuclear family. What am I getting at there? Black Lives Matter. Did you know Black Lives Matter is essentially a front for the trans uh the radical trans movement in America. You can look it up on the website. Oh, it's not really about black people. It's more about trans folk, queer trans folk. If anybody can tell me exactly what queer means, um, I would love to hear it because I've looked it up 50 times and I still quite don't understand it. Um, so that brings us to, ah, yes, uh, this individual. Cut 30. Especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. I can so- tell. I de- I can tell. That's wrong. I definitely can tell, by the way. This is a production coordinator at Disney. I'm sorry, sir, but we can tell. No offense, but we can tell. Keep going. So yeah. Kind of the only way to have these, like, canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves be their whole selves i made this point on television last night i thought it was pretty good um listen i like model railroad tracks i actually like model rocketry do you ever hear me talking about that to be my full self i would be you know playing with model rockets right now but i'm at work i'm doing something different i can't indulge those interests all the time In your off time, you can. But this guy wants to be able to do it at work. He wants to be able to create things that fulfill himself, and he wants you to buy it. He wants you to watch. Same goes for this um, not-so-secret radical gay activist working within Disney. And she's trying to make the products as gay as they can be. She wants to queer them up. This is from, no kidding, Christopher Rufo, an amazing independent uh, journalist, found this. It's a high-level Zoom meeting held by Disney, all right? The Imagine people. Go ahead with Cut 32, please. The showrunners were super welcoming. Meredith Roberts and, like, the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to, like, my, like, not-at-all-secret gay agenda. I don't have to be afraid to, like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's, in the background, this, like, I was just... Wherever I could, just basically adding queerness to, like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But, like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. Somebody should stop her. <laughs> her boss, the authorities, legislatures. Keep your, I mean, just, it doesn't belong there. You know, there was a time where if you wanted to lead an unorthodox uh, lifestyle, you could. And you can. Right now, it's a free country. Just don't force it on children. Give children a chance to figure it out themselves and make the irreversible decisions, I guess, when they're 18 or older. Okay? I think that's totally... Suddenly, what is totally reasonable and common sense could get you canceled. They're they're calling that poor woman, the 77-year-old nurse up in Connecticut... Uh, that she's engaged in hate speech just because she's complaining about the situation. She's a school nurse, and she's very upset and concerned that there is an 11-year-old at the school who is taking, um, what do you call it, puberty blockers, puberty blockers at 11. 
I can't remember if the girl wants to be a boy or the boy wants to be a girl, but she knows about it. The nurse knows about it, and it doesn't seem like the parents know about it. You can't take these kinds of drugs as an 11-year-old and some nut job teacher. Look, hey, since when are we going to trust teachers all that much? I was in, we were all in school. How long was I in school? Uh, not counting college, uh, 12 years, 14 years. I had some good teachers. Most of them were pretty nuts and weird. It's true. Just like life, actually. There are some nice people out there, but most people are pretty nuts and weird. Eh, maybe that's too harsh. Look, we all had crummy teachers, all right? We all know that they're out there. And some of them are weird. And some of them, quite frankly, I do remember at least one, I'll call them an instructor, who seemed to be a little bit too fond of little kids. All right? Now, I was too young to figure it out. But looking back, yeah, I connected the dots. And they're still out there. They are. And suddenly, they're normal and we're not? No. No, no, no. This is still America, ma'am. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, let me know uh, what you think we've got with us, uh, Pat, in New Jersey. Hi, Pat. Hi, Greg. How are you? Fine. Good. Um, Listen, I wanted to make a comment. Uh, You were talking about how Biden, uh, and you let us listen to part of his ridiculous speech about transgenderism Mm. day. Yeah. And, And my blood is boiling. How dare he? First of all, besides the fact of, you know, what transgenderism or what transgender is about is one thing, he shouldn't be wasting America's time when he's talking about that. Instead, he should be speaking about what's happening to our country, particularly the border, the invasion every day in our land. He doesn't acknowledge it. He doesn't talk about it. He takes no questions about it. I mean, he's shameful, absolutely shameful. And he's asked no questions about it. You're right. Now, listen, I know you're already upset, but you might just get even madder when you hear this. This is uh, he's inflicted this. It's one thing if Joe Biden wants to uh, just talk about it. But no, he's moving the entire federal government in this crazy trans direction, trying to corrupt children, I believe. Here he has uh, this is from the Pentagon. Now, you tell me what the Air Force and transgenderism has in common. They should have absolutely never, ever, ever even appear in the same sentence. I just got past this video. It's from the Air Force Twitter account. It's official. It's real. Are you ready for this, Pat? Don't go away. Roll it. I want to wish you a uh, happy Women's History Month. I want to uh, introduce Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, uh, who I'm pleased to be joined with this afternoon. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Fram is... um, currently serving as an astronautical engineer uh, here at the Pentagon uh, working space acquisition policies. Um, uh, Bree is also the uh, one of the highest ranking transgender service members in the military and is the highest ranking transgender service member in the Department of the Air Force. So thank you oh so much God. for joining us. Um, you've been instrumental, as mentioned, in the stand-up of the Space Force. And now you're working to develop these policies and processes that are really going to help the new Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for space acquisition and integration get things moving. So how is that going? It's going really well. It's an amazing opportunity to be part of something where we can help set the process that allows us to remain ahead of our adversaries in space. Now that is a man speaking. 
Now, why is a man speaking about this? Because the man chose to have his penis removed and chose to take estrogen and whatever the hell you have to do to, you know, become transgender. Now, he's speaking for the United States military, a lieutenant colonel, got his hair down and everything. You think they care about Space Force? You think they care about any of these issues? No, this person is here because of that radical decision they made that they have the freedom to make on their own time, in their own way, preferably not in uniform. I'm sorry, but our priorities are totally out of whack. We, jeez, I'm, I'm actually pretty, I'm, this, is, um, this is not Saturday Night Live. This is real. Keep going. What we really want to do is be able to make fast and accurate decisions so that there is never a day without space that our joint force depends on so badly. We are seeing right now in the UCOM AOR the importance of our allies and our partners and really what integrated deterrence means and what it, what it looks like, what it can and should look like. Um, given your time working security cooperation activities in Iraq, what did that teach you about the importance of our partners and our allies? Well, it taught me a lot about the interdependence we have, that we can't do anything without them. They can't all right, do anything. All right, all right, all right, all right. Again, you can't see what I see, but I see a man with long hair in uniform And that's why this video was released. They even said it off the top. This is our highest ranking transgender officer. And that's what it's all going to be about from now on. You know, implicit in that is that's greater value, greater worth than an officer who is, say, (laughs) identifies as their birth gender. As if there's something just not as interesting or cool or Man, it used to be one team. Do me a favor, Kevin. Listen to the rest of this because it's getting, quite frankly, you know, whatever. They've already made their point. I'm curious if it comes up again, the transgender part. Can you monitor that? I'm not going to. Pat, did you hear that? She's wearing a uniform. She's inside. She, I don't. See, they even got me saying it. Did you hear that, Pat? I heard it all, and I have to tell you what a disgrace. This country, our military particularly, should be built on strength, intelligence, motivation to fight and be there and defend our country, not on what kind of gender you have. Women and men are welcome into the military, and if you're gay or otherwise, fine. But you don't have to wear it on your sleeve. We don't have to have it stuffed down our throat. It has nothing to do with the military. It's just, I don't understand what's happening, Greg. I honestly, the world is confused. It is confused. Uh, The pendulum is going to swing back. Most people don't find this um, acceptable. Too many people in positions of power are going along with it because they want to stay in power. And that includes people like General Mark Milley, who I believe at this point, it's safe to say, is an out-and-out traitor. Okay? It's just he needs to resign his commission and he needs to never be seen or heard from again. Uh, this uh, This is dangerous stuff. Undoing our our way of life, and why, again, so this guy can live in a big house, so people can keep their cush jobs. Um, they don't care if how many children get harmed. Pat, thank you. Let's see here. Uh, John in Staten Island, hi. Hey, Greg. Uh, um, my topic with this situation with the uh, LGBT movement trying to get into Disney, it's like... Disney made, created Disneyland for entertainment. And now you have people 
coming into the corporate area trying to change an entire corporation. So basically what you're doing is you got like 10 people infiltrating like communists would to destroy the inner, inner sanctum of a regular corporation that was built on family values. I don't think it's happening from actually within the corporation, even though there are plenty of people in the corporation who might think one way or another, it generally was considered irrelevant. Just do your job. However you want to live your life, go live your life. I actually, it's not what they're doing. Does it make sense? They're caving into the mob. They're going along with the popular, what seems popular to them to avoid criticism. Robert Iger, who is technically not the CEO anymore, but I believe he's like chairman emeritus or something like that. The Long Island guy I was talking about going along. He's 70 years old. Suddenly he's pushing this stuff. Why? Because he wants to maintain his status. He wants to be cool. He wants to be liked by the New York Times. Not being liked by the New York Times, that should be his goal. That's a badge of honor. All right, one more. Helen, Helen is in New Jersey. Yes, hi. Yeah, hi, Greg. Um, The socialist takeover. The proof is 1960, Nikita Khrushchev pounded his shoe on the podium saying that we will take America from within. We will destroy you from within without firing a shot. It's a communist takeover. Communism. God out of school, not saluting, saluting our flag, sexualizing our children, legalizing pornography, destroy the, the country, destroy the infrastructure from within. Well, we can't illegalize pornography. We can't illegalize it. We've normalized it. Yes, everything you're saying is happening. Guess where it's not happening? It's not happening in China. It's not happening to a large extent in Russia, even though they're military. Now we all know it stinks. Uh, It's certainly not happening in North Korea. Now, look, I know those places don't have the freedoms that we have, and we love our freedoms. We want to keep our freedoms, but we also want to have freedom to be normal, all right? We want freedom to not have to embrace this stuff. And now you really are running the risk of being driven from wherever you work. If you come out and say something nasty about Caitlyn Jenner, you know, should a teacher be fired for that? Ordinary, rank-and-file people. And this, I believe, is right out of the communist playbook. Yeah, you're right, Helen. This uh, whole Karen thing, canceling the Karens, You know what that was all about. It was to get white women to vote in a certain way, especially white suburban women. The last thing a white suburban woman wants to be called is racist. Now, I know it's a BS uh, attack, but I don't think they necessarily do, some of them. And they want to, you know, they don't want to be seen like that. And they certainly don't want to be canceled. and They certainly don't want to be called a Karen. I believe it was a very sophisticated effort to get women in the suburbs to vote for Democrats. Helen, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. They're well, they're not crazy. They're evil. Evil be hides behind crazy. Communism, no God. Evil. Putin, no God. Evil. Hey, you know what else about Putin's interesting? And I've seen this in life too. Apparently, and I heard this, uh, Axios reported it, and there was some U.K. intelligence minister came forward and said that nobody wants to tell Putin bad news. Nobody wants to tell him what's really happening in Ukraine. And he finally got you know, wind of that, and now he's really furious. People were afraid to go give him bad news because he would humiliate you, he would fire you, who knows what else he would do. 
I've seen that a lot. I saw it in the military. Uh, I saw it at the White House. Uh, I've seen it in corporate America. They're afraid to tell the boss. And it's very interesting, going back to the military. There are people in the military who will gladly give their lives for their country. They'll climb up that hill. They'll charge. They'll jump on a grenade and lose their lives. And they'll do it. It's part of the job. And they'll do it without hesitation. But when it comes to... risking their careers or their jobs to do what's right for the country. It's very strange, but that's, 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 that's very rare, much more common. What do they say? Uncommon valor was a common virtue. Well, unless you're talking about uh, telling the boss what's right and what's wrong, that's um, no, nobody wants to do that. You ever notice that? Let me know if you did. Uh, Oh, by the way, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon now about Hunter Biden's laptop. It is the real deal. The New York Post told us in the fall of 2020, uh, Peter Schweitzer was on it even earlier than that, about the Hunter Biden crime shenanigans and getting all that money to his father. But now they're playing catch up. And why are they playing all this catch up? Well, I'll tell you in a moment. First, here's CNN playing catch up. Cut 33. It seems pretty clear that Hunter Biden was uh, trading on his father's name to make a lot of money. We know the FBI has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop, that the contents of it are his. This is a very real, very substantial investigation of potentially serious federal crimes. We are seeing federal prosecutors in Delaware do exactly what you would expect to see. So that's CNN acknowledging what we've all known, right? I mean, uh, Washington Post is actually saying much the same thing. They have evidence. They have determined that the laptop is real. The the, the emails are legitimate. uh, But they are still spinning in their own way, still spinning, still trying to protect Joe. Okay, the laptop is real. It only implicates Hunter. What? Cut 35. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this is I really a, don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Deny everything. Say, just, just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Huh? Um, All right. Here's CNN saying that, again, even though we have all this evidence, it doesn't implicate Joe Biden. Cut 36. The fact that a an investigation has been sustained during the Biden administration is an indication that the government is working on this subject. And uh, we'll see what the results are. But so far, there is zero evidence that Vice President Biden or President Biden has done anything wrong in connection with what Hunter Biden's done. There's so much evidence. There is so much evidence. Did you hear the phrase 10% for the big guy? Okay, that's in the emails. How about Vadim Pazakoraya, the senior Burisma executive who thanks Hunter for setting up the meeting with his father, then Vice President Joe Biden? (laughs) Zero evidence, my foot. Why are they going? Why are they doing this now? Why now? I'm telling you what happened to Andrew Cuomo can happen to Joe Biden and it can happen that quick. It can happen really fast. And I have a feeling I have a hunch that the swamp 
they're they're just finding Joe to be a lot less useful now. They they're almost done with him. They're almost finished. Walker in New Jersey. Hi. Hey Greg. Um, about back in 1988, uh, Sam Donaldson did a. Uh, a story on primetime on, on a Thursday night show about Disney and how Disney was uh, going around the laws in Kissimmee County and stuff like this and how much power they had. And, you know, it was a hit piece on Disney. And um, a couple of months later, I'm not sure exactly when, but, you know, Disney acquired ABC. And uh, the point that I want to make is that that these companies are all together now. They're all either one. Com- they're all. They've all turned into one company, and uh, there is no. There is no uh, coverage uh, of these companies. There's no voice that speaks out. Uh- Corporate media. They control everything. Yes, they do. Corporate media, and you're right. The uh, the consolidation, the conglomerates. There is no free, independent media anymore. And oh, by the way, even when it is semi-free, it's not really that free. All right. And anybody who's reporting the news, whether it's in print or on TV, uh, with few exceptions like me. But what are they doing? They got to think about a couple of things. All right. Number one, they got to think, Okay, is this story going to hurt me or is it going to help me? How does my boss feel? Are they going to like this or are they not going to like it? Uh, Can this person I'm reporting on hurt me or help me? Uh Oh, they can hurt me. All right. That that I'm sorry that, that that just flavors the entire process. It really does. Sam Donaldson, huh? Let's face it, that guy. What'd you think of him? Well, I thought that he was, uh, uh, he, he went after his subjects pretty hard, but uh, he was obviously a Democrat. Uh, my favorite line is when Ronald, when he asked Ronald Reagan what his biggest mistake was, and Reagan said, Sam, for 40 years I was a Democrat. <laughs> well, for 40 years I was a Democrat. Yeah, I know. He was great. He was great. Hey, the new Sam Donaldson. And he's no Democrat. Looks like he's straight down the middle to me is that uh, Peter Ducey guy at Fox. He is fantastic. I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Greg Kelly is on the air. 77 WABC. He's live on television right now. Should we do this? Joe Biden is. Don't worry. He says the government is to the rescue when it comes to gas prices. Oh, that should be working out just fine. Uh, let's go ahead and turn up the volume. He's speaking live right now. World And pain at the pump for American families. It's also a moment of patriotism. I want to acknowledge those companies that have already announced they're increasing immediate production. They're investing money to produce more oil and also clean technology we need to reduce our dependence on oil in the future. They have everything they need, nothing standing in their way. And they've indicated they will be producing an extra one million barrels of oil per day, probably starting as early as this fall. That's progress. But some companies have been pretty blunt. They don't want to increase supply because Putin's price hike means higher profits. One CEO even acknowledged that they don't care if the price of a, ga- a barrel of oil goes to $200 a barrel. They're not going to step up the production. I say enough. Oh. Enough of lavishing excessive 
profits on investors and payouts and buybacks when the American people are yeah. watching. Blame the rich, the world Joe, for your horrific mistakes. $80 billion in profit last year. And this year, those profits are expected to continue to soar. You know, Joe, Joe Biden time. lecturing uh, the business community about business practices really is laughable. The guy has been sucking off the public teat. Sorry, I hate that. But since he was 27 years old, he knows nothing about this stuff. Nothing. Go ahead. Investors and executives. Here he goes. Look, I'm a capitalist. Oh, yeah, I have right. no problem with corporations turning to good profit. But companies have an obligation that goes beyond just their shareholders. Their shareholders, their communities and their country. This is a guy who shakes down companies and has with his son for decades. Vladimir Putin's actions to enrich themselves at the expense of American families. Investing those profits, profits in production and innovation. That's what they should do. Invest in your customers. <laughs> Thank you. And it isn't just like they'll, a, they'll run Exxon. Let Exxon run Exxon. Well, right now, oil and gas industry is sitting on nearly Nine thousand unused but approved permits. All right, now he's lying. I don't know. No, 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 sir. No, sir. You have no respect for the people. You don't. You are misleading them again. You talk about what you did, what you did to make us to make us energy dependent again. Shutting down the Keystone Pipeline for one. This ludicrous obsession with technologies you don't understand but think you can profit from, you and your Democrat friends and allies, solar, wind. Good luck with that, Joe. John Curry. He really is something. Let me know if he starts taking questions. Uh, You never know. Now, I I would actually, if I were working there, I said, Joe, whatever you do, when you're finished, get off the stage. Because every time he starts trying to answer questions, he gets himself and us in a lot of trouble. All right. Hey, how's Eric Adams doing with the white supremacy? I know he's really worried about that. He day one on the job, right? Who's protecting him from the white supremacy? How's he doing with that anyway? Remember when he told us about that? Cut forty three. Let me be clear on this. Uh, my brother is qualified uh, for the position. Uh, number one, he will be in charge of my security, uh, which is extremely important to me in a time when we see an increase in white supremacy and hate crimes. I have to take my secur- security in a very serious way. Ever notice he's really not good at communicating? He's also really not good at telling the truth. White supremacy, white supremacy and hate crimes. That guy goes around still pushing that nonsense. Now, if you've been watching my Newsmax show, I've been showing you videos of this guy not working and partying. And why is he doing that? Because he doesn't know how to do anything else. Literally does not understand the job, has no idea what to do with power. Kind of like Joe Biden, for most of his life, he had jobs that just didn't count. State senator, um, borough president, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a scam that these guys even take paychecks. Now he's got real power and he doesn't have a clue. Just like Joe Biden, big gas bag for decades, could just talk and talk and talk, and it didn't matter. It was just Joe Biden. Now the stakes are a lot higher, and he's not ready. (sighs) All right, I have a feeling this is all going to work out, though. I am more optimistic than ever before. Quick break. Oh, are we done with Will Smith? 
and Chris Rock. Chris Rock was excellent last night here in Boston. He performed live. He alluded to the situation. He's not going into detail yet. They may take that Oscar from Will Smith just yet. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Joe's going rogue. He's taking questions. I don't think he should be. Go ahead. That's an open question. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, but uh, he seems to be, I'm not saying this with a certainty, he seems to be self-isolating. And there's some indication that he has um, fired or put under house arrest some of his advisors. Um, but I, I don't want to put too much stock in that at this time because we don't have that much hard evidence. That's a really important question, and there's no firm answer to it. But prices already came down when it was announced ahead of time that Biden was going to release so much and so much energy from uh, so many barrels of oil from the SPRO. They're already come down. My guess is we'll see it come down, continue to come down. Um, but how far down, I don't think anyone can tell. And there's going to be a slight delay uh, because all if right. you go out there and you're a gas station and you purchased X amount of gas at a certain price, you're not going to lower the price of the pump until you're able to get back what you invested. And that I'm talking matter of, I think, you know, days and weeks. But it's hard to tell. And the other thing is, exactly, but it will come down. And it could come down fairly significantly. It could come down better part of, you know, anything from 10 cents to 35 cents a gallon. It's unknown at this point. I'm also waiting to see whether or not our allies exactly how many, how many barrels they release from their supplies now. My guess is it could be as high somewhere between 30 million to 50 million barrels. And the higher the number, the more likely the prices to come down. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much. Uh, wow. Uh, imagine that. There can be evidence of uh, pure corruption. Uh, there's a laptop out there that's now been uh, double, triple confirmed. Even the New York Times says it's legit. Even the uh, CNN is now saying the laptop is real. And he can go in front of 500 reporters and not be asked about it. And I mean, you, you, there's a perfect there's a perfect hook for it, uh, sir. Uh, CNN, Washington Post, and the New York Times are now reporting that the laptop does in fact uh, belong to your son Hunter, and it would seem as though you are mentioned throughout the laptop. Um, care to comment? If you want to just leave it at that. No, I don't want to comment. It's a smear job, a smear job from you people. That's what that's what he likes to call it, by the way, a smear job. That's what we call a non-denial denial. You know, a smear job can still be. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where's that smear job? Uh, yeah, here he goes. This is what Joe has said. If you listen carefully, he's actually not denying anything about the laptop. Cut thirty-four. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see? 
that you are fighting for them when they're so dead set against you. There's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. Now, you can be smeared by the truth. You know, everybody has a little bit of dirty laundry. And when they find it and they drag it out, you could feel like you're being smeared. But he didn't say it was fake there. And neither does Hunter, if you listen carefully to him. Yeah, maybe it could be. Could be mine. Yeah, you never know, right? Could be. Could be, right? Hey, Hunter Biden, I mean, come on, let's face it. The laptop is yours, right? Cut 35. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I is really a, don't know okay. what the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 <laughs> there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that there was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Could be that he left it at the Mac Isaac repair shop in Wilmington, Delaware. Didn't pay for the repair. Didn't claim it. And after 90 days, it became the property of the repair shop. Says it on the receipt. And it was turned over to the FBI. Could be also that the FBI didn't do anything with it because, well, they wanted to protect Joe Biden. Could also be that Mac Isaac sent it to, uh, actually, not could be, this did happen, sent it to uh, Bob Costello and Rudy Giuliani, who in turn gave it to the New York Post. And it was big news in the fall of 2020. Everybody else lied about it, pretended it pretended it wasn't a thing. And he's still getting away with it. Still getting away with it. All right. I don't like it. Joe. You're not going to you're not going to be able to um, get away with this. They're coming after you like they went after Andrew Cuomo. But in this case, oh, man, there's a reason why he's nervous, don't you think? And if you think that the fake news is going to do much more of this, I don't think so. Where is the fake news defending him here? Here we go. Cut 36. The fact that a an investigation has been sustained during the Biden administration is an indication that the government is working on this subject. And uh, we'll see what the results are. But so far, there is zero evidence that Vice President Biden or President Biden has done anything wrong in connection with what Hunter Biden's done. Pretty wild, huh? Hey, and now I see all the networks are talking about his grand plan to reduce oil prices and the payment at the pump by 10 cents, 10 cents to 35 cents. That's not going to make much of a difference. OK, I would like to know why the prices vary so wildly from gas station to gas station and state to state. I never. Well, state, I understand different taxes in different states. Uh, but still, hey. Eric Adams, this guy is really high on his own supply, right? Cut 41. People are pushing back on me. You know, oh, there goes that mean Pope, police officer Eric again. Uh, so what? <laughs> Call me what you want. We're going to be safe. You're gonna, I'm like broccoli. You're going to hate me now, but you're going to love me later. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> no, people were fooled by you. They were fooled by you. Now they are not going to be fooled any longer. They see that you are a lightweight, empty suit who doesn't know what he's doing. People will be safe someday. Someday. 
<laughs> Remember politicians say, day one, I will hit the ground running. I will not have to learn on the job. No, 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 no. He's going to get around to that plan. Oh, like all Democrats, it's going to be great. Someday, someday, it's going to be very beautiful, right? Uh, oh, um, overall, taking a step back. Uh, well, do me a favor. Actually, Saul has been on hold for a long time, and I want to go to you first, Saul. You got something to say about Chris Rock. Hi, Saul. What's up? Hey, how are you? Look like Chris Rock benefited so much from this slap on his face. And I'm not saying that I'm any expert on anything, but I'm very smart, man. You know, if I might ask, if you look carefully at that video, he leans forward, right? He leans forward. He puts his face right on, on front of him. And he, in a way, he tells him, now it's your turn to smack me because I'm going to make a lot of money. And his tickets are going for $500 a piece. They start $500 a piece. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I was wondering myself, but I don't, um, no, I don't think it was a fake. I don't think it was a fake at this point, no. And I've looked at the video in slow motion and I know what you're talking about. I mean, he leaned forward. He didn't think that anything weird was going to happen. I don't think so. Uh, Chris Rock was already doing quite well in the money department. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I know you're a smart man. Well, you told me you're a smart man. What makes you so smart, Saul? Well, I just, you know, I just can, can, I can, I know the right from wrong. I mean, I just can see it and I know, and I don't need anybody to, to, you know, to prove me otherwise, but. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 Saul, wait a second. You don't need anybody else. You're convinced you're smart. You know what's going on and you don't need to hear from anybody else. You just know it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's, that doesn't sound that smart to me. I mean, I, I I looked at that thing pretty carefully. I thought there was a two percent chance it was fake. Um, maybe it still is, but I don't see it. I'm as you know, sounds like you not, might not be as open minded as you need to be. I can prove it to you in three seconds. Oh, you can prove it to it me in three seconds. Saul, Saul is yes. these. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Saul, so, I've seen it all. What? No. Do you do you remember they took look? Uh, what was his name? Uh, they, he got caught. on so, uh, I forget his name. Prove it to me in three seconds. Go. Yeah. They, you know, they, they knew that they have to make it real. All right, Saul. You didn't prove your case. I appreciate you, but I, I, I don't think uh, you're proving it. And I think you might be a little bit high on your own supply when it comes to the brain department. I know you're a smart guy, by the way. Oh, let me finish up. This is a Transgender International Awareness Day, right? Now, usually when I see these, you know, they get them all the time. They walk in. Uh, it's Dunkin' Donuts Day, it's National Donut Day, it's National Umbrella Day, it's National Poodle Dog Day. These are all scams, usually run from by some trade group. Well, this one's being really pushed by the White House. International Trans Awareness Day. I'm aware enough, enough with the awareness, okay? I don't need to know or see anymore. But nope, Joe Biden made it official, and now the Pentagon itself is putting out all kinds of videos highlighting transgender this, that, and the other thing. And uh, we have a transgender female, well, no, strike that, not female, transgender. Look, it used to be a man, now she calls herself a woman, he calls herself a woman. He's wearing a uniform, a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, talking about uh, their job and talking about how uh, how great, I guess, it is to be trans. This is your taxpayer dollars, by the way. We paid for this kind of propaganda. Go. 
Um, you are an inspiration to many, right? Uh, you are breaking barriers. And um, it's important, though, for us, I think, for everyone to understand kind of what motivates you, right? What keeps you, what inspires you, what keeps you motivated? You know, what really keeps me motivated is the people that are going to come after us. Some people have called me a trailblazer in some of the things that I do, and that's something I really embrace. Because what that means is that it's not about me. It's about the fact that the road behind me is now paved, and the generation coming after us has an easier chance to make it to where I've made it, to make it where so many others have made it, but then they've got the time and the energy to go further. So if we can set the conditions where the folks after us get to do even greater things, I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm disgusted, quite frankly. I just find it so ludicrous. You hear about what inspires people, you know what I mean? What inspires people? This guy's motivated by people who haven't been born yet, all right? Future generations. Nobody ever talks about God. You want to be inspired. You want to be loved, cared for. Start talking to him. Now, he already loves and cares for you. But how about, how about showing a little bit of respect? How about making an effort to get to know him, the master of the universe? Wouldn't that be something? Guy, uh, the guy, the God who created... The stars also knows exactly what you're going through right now and wants to help. No, this guy doesn't want to. He's not interested in that. He's motivated by people who come after us. Or maybe people who are still alive right now. Actually, if I want to be, if I want to have a dark interpretation of this, sounds like he might be motivated by children. So much of this seems to be about kids. Right? getting their hands on kids and making them think a certain way. The Bible says something about that too, by the way. Those who mess with kids are in big trouble. I think it says those who mess with kids, it would be better if they had never been born. Bad things can happen. Will happen if you mess with the children. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, if you're paying too much in gas prices, that's your problem. Joe Biden just told us that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump if they just buy an electric. What's with you? Don't you want one of those weird Prius things? Don't you want one of those quiet cars that you got to plug in? I don't. As Greg Price points out, this guy's a brilliant dude, uh, conservative slash libertarian type saving $80 a month for an entire year is a total of $960. The average cost of an electric car is $55,000. You can get a car for a lot less than $55,000, right? Right. Cars are amazing by the way. The reliability, they work, they never break down. Think about that. You hardly ever see cars broken down. You see accidents, but you don't see cars too often broken down on the side of the road. Remember that? I remember. I'm old enough to remember helping my dad. You know, when he worked on the car, he changed the spark plugs. He changed the oil, put in filters and stuff like that. Now, you look, it's all computerized. You can't go under there. You got to bring it to the dealer. You got to bring it to Jiffy Lube. You can't play with the What can you do? You can change the windshield wipers, maybe. Um, you know what else I don't like, actually, about today? I know technology is fabulous. 
But I used to like driving the car and having to think about where I was going, you know, kind of visualizing the route, making decisions. Uh, you'd have to familiarize yourself with the roads ahead of time, maybe look at a map. And now I'm basically being ordered how to go there by some jerk in San Francisco. Turn left in 500 feet. You have missed your destination. <laughs> Just I. There are people who don't know how to get to where they go or want to go if it weren't for GPS. They need GPS. Everything now is about the phone. What else? Uh, I know people, look, how many phone numbers do I actually know? If I lose this phone, well, I guess it's all on the cloud. The Chinese probably have it anyway. It's all out there. Probably be online. Probably be at the UK Daily Mail soon. But um, all my phone numbers, I don't know any phone numbers. I don't know one phone number. I know 411 for information. Do we even call 411 anymore? Does that even work? I don't think it works. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, 411 and 911, just remember this. All you need to know about Eric Adams and crime fighting, he doesn't know anything more about it than you do. All right? So here he is, the career law enforcement officer, right? He's going to fight crime because he was a police captain. He was actually a misfit kind of nuisance who cared nothing about law enforcement. His very first day on the job. All right, take charge. He sees two, three guys beating up somebody a half block away. What does he do? Does he spring into action? Does he dispatch his cops to go stop it? Does he radio it into the precinct? No. Like a regular schnook, he calls 911. That's it. That's what that's that's that gets it. That's him in a nutshell. Nine one one. He doesn't know any about anything about this stuff. It's pretty advanced stuff, you know. You got to be good. You can't be a ne'er do well cop and uh, suddenly run a city. And that's what he was a no good cop. And there, I'm sorry to say, there are some no good cops out there. Most cops are great. Some aren't. Dennis in Long Island. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Greg. Appreciate it. Uh, listen, you think it's one and done term? Four years will be gone? And are you thinking about becoming the next mayor? What do you think? Uh, people have asked me about that, and uh, the answer is probably not. To be honest, um, you know, I just, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I, I uh, Probably not. I don't want to be approached by people all day long about, you know, problems with the road and stuff like that, you know? I must say, I'm just not. One term in it. I think he might be indicted before then. I think he might, uh, uh, you know, screw up in a big way. I don't think he makes it four years. I don't think he makes it four years. There's something. It's just not. This is not a long-lasting thing. You serious? You think I should run for mayor? Yeah, why not? You're articulate. You're smart. You got a good background. Why not? You're a good candidate. You you got the potentials. All right. I'll take a look at it, Dennis. No, you know what? I mean. Yeah, one day there was one time I dreamt of running for Congress. I really thought I could be a good congressman. And then I saw what you have to do to become a congressman. I'm like, I don't think so. I actually had a conversation with some Politico types and I was all, you know, up to date on all the issues. And I had policy papers and I was ready, you know, to be grilled. And all they wanted to talk about was money. (laughs) How much do you have? How much can you get? I was, I was, it was such an education. It was like, wow, this, I was so naive. Thank you very much, buddy. Ooh, Annie in the Bronx. 
Hello. How are you? How's the old man? What's going on? Hi. Everything's good. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, the uh, transgender agenda. And uh, hello, can you hear me? I certainly can. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's probably a little strong what I'm going to say, but uh, I just see it as a real affront to the human condition. Um, and I think that it's really nothing to do at all with homosexuality. And I think homosexuals have been used as a portal for this because the whole point of homosexuality, you have to reckon with your own gender to then recognize you want to be with your own gender. And this whole agenda of changing who you are could stop at nothing. Why? Do you have to stop at transgenderism when you can go on to transhumanism? And so this is extremely diabolical. This is very, very dangerous. And it's been a long time coming. And you had a lady named Christine who called them... Um, from Connecticut, from Connecticut, right? Yeah, and yeah. she was talking about the... Uh, Annie, Annie, i got to put you on hold. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly is on the air, 77 WABC. Wow, you ever notice that some of these people on the news have been there forever? I'm looking at New York One. This guy's been there forever. I look at that Channel 4 guy in the morning. He's been there for like 20 years. Uh, I feel like a hobo in comparison. I'm always bouncing around from one outfit to the next, but uh, that's okay. Hey, listen, Annie is on the phone. In the Bronx, one of our most sensitive and uh, a woman of great intuition and wisdom. Annie, uh, welcome back. You were just saying that transgender stuff is an affront to humanity, and I do not disagree with you. Yeah, I, I think that as a species, we're like actually really truly. We are in, in trans, we are transitioning into another species. We are right it's happening to us. We're morphing into another species, and it's so slow. And it, when th- this lady, Christine, was talking about a uterine, like the uterus transplant, um, it shows you between technology and this desire. It, even, even when you were talking about cars, believe it or not, ties in. The idea that the human will and the mind are no longer... From, you know, from minute to minute, it's not a play. We're almost in auto. And that's how they want us. This is very, very diabolical. This is very dark. And if you look at any species throughout history, you think that they knew that they were in the midst of extinction? Hey, hold on a second. I just got nailed by the queer press. Are you ready for this? Newsmax host who loves trains delivers the dumbest anti-gay rant of all time. The tweets are priceless. Well, thank you very, very much. Let's see here. Um, what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> oh, boy, this is good. This is good. I've made all of the right people mad, Annie. All of these diabolical nut jobs who are trying to change children. They're mad at me. And that hey, means I'm on the right future. side. That's exactly right. And there's you're, you're going to suffer 
lots of persecution for this. And this is why they can't bring up God, and they don't want to talk about Jesus. He's called the Son of Man, not the Son of any other species, not the Son of the Son of It or the, the Son of the Beast, Son of Man. And with this species comes two forces, which are male and female, and the external personification is the way we are born. And it's okay if maybe you have some confusion or you're born with the innate uh, longing to be with somebody of your own gender, but that there is the point to homo. Homosexuality has been around forever. That, however, has nothing to do with taking who you are, Uh how you are created, and slapping God in the face and saying, I'm going to do away with the creation of me. All right, hold on, hold on. Now you're getting really uh, esoteric, and I'm having a little trouble following every word. And I know you were you were not saying H uh, O M O in a disparaging way. You were just saying in a in a way that conveys um, you know like a homogeneous nature. Annie, do me a favor. Uh, I do have to go because I'm getting ready for Joe Pinion. Now, Joe Pinion is a great guy. He's a conservative, and he's running for the United States Senate. He'll uh, he's on track to be the Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate in New York against Chuck Schumer. What do you think his chances are, Annie? I think they're good. Okay, I love I think, it. <laughs> I think they're really good. <laughs> I think, uh, you know what? I think anything can happen in politics. I really do. And I think Chuck has definitely outstayed his welcome. You're going to like this guy, everybody. Annie, uh, thank you so much. And uh, uh, you are you are remarkable. How is your father? He's good, thank you. What's his name? His name is Manuel. Manuel. Yeah, Manuel, yes. All right. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. You bet. You bet, Annie. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I do have to... Is he here yet? Oh, we're finding him right now. He's going to sit down momentarily. Or is he calling in? Uh, I went to um, an event that he had, and it was very interesting. It was a cocktail party. And you know what people are doing at cocktail parties these days? Uh, Besides drinking and eating... They're shaking hands. I'm no germaphobe, but I really don't like the handshaking routine. Uh, it's something I, I, that's a habit I grew out of. I had no problem with it whatsoever. I enjoyed shaking hands. I never thought anything of it. Now, I don't like it. I just, and then I, your hand feels foreign to me. It does. It just feels like, I, I don't know, it's either too hard or too soft or it's too clammy or it's too dry. And I don't want to think about your hand when I'm meeting you. I just want to meet you and find out about you. Fair enough? All right. So where's Joe? Mm, boy, you can't miss these free media opportunities. Um, you ever see the movie The Candidate? And they have free airtime, a, ha- a half hour of TV on that San Francisco TV station. And Robert Redford goes charging in. Uh, without a building pass, and he goes up and he sits down at the chair, and they're about to tape it, and they only have time for one take, and he can't stop laughing. <laughs> he just totally blows it. That is a an amazing film, by the way. Um, it's uh, called The Candidate with Robert Redford. Come on in, guys. Here's here's the man, possibly the next senator, United States senator from the state of New York, Joe Pinion. Uh, Joe has been uh, a political consultant for many years. He ran for office uh, in Westchester 
did a very, very good job. Uh, almost shocked the Democrat establishment up there. Joe Pinion, welcome to the studio, and you are exactly on time. Good to be here, my friend. My, you know, just uh, to be on time is to be late. To be late is to be forgotten. So we don't want to be forgotten in this race. We want to make sure people know they've got a chance to have a choice for the first time in 24 years against Chuck Schumer. Amen, amen. So, uh, all right, listen, I could go on and on and on with my grievances about Chuck Schumer, but listen, in politics, you got to make the case against an incumbent. And you got to make the case first against the guy who's there. So what's wrong with Chuck? I mean, the reality is that Chuck Schumer doesn't work for the 19 million people that call New York home. Uh, he works for the special interests, the 1%. Uh, this is a man who, at the height of his powers in 2009, got 15% of every single donation Wall Street gave to the United States Senate. One man got all of that money. So on some basic level, uh, you always say follow the money. Uh, the money says that there's a reason why we lead the nation in outward migration. There's a reason why uh, a working-class state filled with working-class people has not nearly enough working-class opportunities. It's because Chuck Schumer uh, no longer prioritizes the needs of the common man, and the common man in New York is floundering. Yes, and uh, not only that, Chuck is just a nasty guy, isn't he? <laughs> Have you ever met him? Now, look, I, I've had the uh, the misfortune of running into Chuck along the way. As people know, he does what he calls the full Schumer. He goes to all 62 counties every year for the last 24 years. Uh, but he fails to recognize that the barns have gotten a little bleaker. The roads have gotten a little more weary. And the people that call these towns home no longer have the hope and the opportunity they deserve. And so when you look at a place like New York City, uh, where we've seen shootings go up 90 percent, homicide go up 30 percent, uh, 2021 becoming the deadliest year to wear a badge in the history of America because of the three most dangerous words in modern politics, defund police, all while Chuck Schumer puts his head in the stand, says nothing, um, allows children of politics like AOC to run around the countryside, endangering the people that call this country home, call this city home. Uh, we need leadership that first and foremost uh, make sure that they know uh, that the priority and safety and security of all these people that call New York home uh, has to be of the utmost importance. All right. So we know he stinks. We established that now to you got to replace as they told me you got to you can't replace something with nothing so we got to build up Joe Pinion because let's face it not everybody knows your name although my viewers do you were on Newsmax quite a bit you're a Newsmax contributor you also hosted a show on Newsmax so give us the 411 on Joe Pinion, you know, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you stand for, Joe? Well, look, as you mentioned, I had the good fortune of being the host of Saturday Agenda on Newsmax. In many ways, the opportunity of a lifetime remain eternally grateful to Mr. Ruddy uh, for that opportunity to be beamed into the homes of so many patriots at a time. Uh, when people were truly looking for independent media sources they could trust. Um, but as I told my mother and as I told so many people, there are some things in life are more terrifying than not having your own TV show. It's called not having a country. Um, when we find ourselves with leadership uh, that thinks it's okay uh, to leave Americans stranded on the ground in Afghanistan, thinks it's okay that 60% of the children that attend our public schools here in New York do not read at a proficient level, thinks it's okay uh, that one out of three black children that call this state home live in poverty, think it's okay uh, to put parents on a terrorist watch list simply for saying they do not want to be told uh, that Jimmy and Timmy uh, are concerned that the only way Jamal can succeed in life is for them to quite literally throw themselves off the jungle 
single gym. Uh, so these are the things that I think that we have to be focused on, making sure that we prioritize the concerns of parents, making sure that we prioritize the needs of our children, making sure that we can have seniors that know they can live out their last days in peace. Not so many like my own grandmother who lost her life, took her last breaths alone in a nursing home uh, due to mandatory policies as a result of COVID that had no real basis in the science they claimed to uphold. Wow. Hey, let me get your take on this transgender craze. Uh, you, you alluded to CRT a moment ago. Tonight, Mayor Adams, he's lighting up City Hall, uh, other municipal buildings in blue, pink, uh, white, and whatever other colors uh, transgender likes uh, for Transgender Awareness Day. Uh, it seems to me like we've totally flew the coop on this issue. What, why do you think that's happening and why? why? Well, why do you think that's happening? Uh, look, I, I think on some base level, everyone should have the right to be recognized. There's no problem with that. I think we all um, enjoy uh, having our cultures, our norms being recognized. I think the problem is uh, when we feel as if the only way for some people uh, to gain recognition, to gain distinction, is to take away from other people. We see this uh, when you have somebody nominated for the United States Supreme Court in many ways to affirm uh, the struggles and also the love uh, that black women have dedicated to this country, uh, not even able to define what a woman is. Uh, when you have somebody on the Supreme Court who is being told uh, that, yes, uh, perhaps maybe I would consider uh, a Latino like Ted Cruz uh, deciding on a Tuesday that he wants to be Asian and thus receive protections under the law as an Asian. Uh, words have to have meanings. Uh, and so I think that this notion that we can be a more inclusive society also has to be rooted in the in some basic facts. And I think those are things that most Americans uh, understand and most Americans want to see happen, that people can have a certain sense of independence, but also we have to be able to call this spade a spade and to say what is true and what is not. All right. So, Joe Pinion, uh, how can people help you? It's a uh, look, let's face it. It's tough knocking off an incumbent. And this guy has been taking care of the fat cats on Wall Street for a long time. The fat cats want to take care of him. Party aside, you know, these guys uh, sometimes, you know, they know where their bread is buttered. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough fight. I know people out there are sick of Chuck Schumer. They want to help you, especially over the past couple of years. The guy went totally Trump derangement syndrome crazy. And, oh, by the way, it looks like AOC owns him. He's gone way to the left. So – how can folks help? Well, look, they can go to JoePinion.com, help us spread the word for those uh, officers who lost their life or and the family members who are left behind or for those uh, who support law enforcement. Uh, help us knock on doors. Help us send this, knock the 7 million doors to send Chuck Schumer packing. Uh, for the nurses out there who lost their lives due to these mandates, heroes a year ago, uh, zeros today because of policies that say that not only should they not be allowed to work, but they shouldn't even be allowed to collect unemployment benefits. Come knock on doors. All of these things uh, come help us build that uncommon coalition that says whether you're left of Bernie, whether you're right of Donald Trump, Chuck Schumer is the face of much that has gone wrong in American society today. He is the architect for all the pain that people are experiencing on Main Street, the rising cost of the rotisserie chicken. So uh, go to JoePinion.com. Uh, we can make sure that we can get the job done in this election. Pinion, Chinion, P-I-N-I-O-N, by the way, Pinion, JoePinion.com. Joe, where did you grow up? 
I'm a Yonkers boy, born and raised, so a city of hills, nothing on the level, as they say. But again, Yonkers, right outside of New York, third largest city uh, in this state. And like many places, again, a place where people bought a, bought a house to make a home, and yet those homes become more difficult to maintain uh, when the wages are not keeping up with the cost of living, uh, when the taxes are in many ways are going out of control, the salt deductions that the most powerful man in the United States, Senate Chuck Schumer, can't even seem to bring back home, all while he pretends to bring home home the bacon and bacon has become a luxury item the caviar of livestock uh, now for the pigs so uh, this is what's happening here at home and I want to make sure that we get people some principal leadership in DC again give me that again about the caviar wait what what was that Tell, say that yeah, one more look, time I, I think the reality is look you look at the cost of, uh, of of bacon you look at the cost of ham uh, when the feed for the pigs goes up so does the cost of the bacon and so we really are living in a world today where you used to go to the diner uh, or to go to the restaurant you have to pay the market price for the lobster and now you go to the local diner you have to pay market price for the chicken wings uh, that is what's happening right now. Food costs. Eighty-seven percent of New Yorkers say they're most concerned about the rising cost of food. And it's simply because of the fact that we have leaders that printed money like drunken sailors to deal with the virus of foreign origin from China, for which we've yet to hold that nation accountable. So all of these things are connected. Uh, the disaster we see with Ukraine and Russia, the first war of expansion arguably in 80 years uh, because we decided to play Russian roulette with the Russians as if they didn't invent the game. Uh, this is the type <laughs> of lunacy that we're dealing with here with people like Joe Biden, people like Chuck Schumer, who say nothing, do nothing, why our security is imperiled abroad and here at home on the southern border as well, where fentanyl now, the leading cause of death for everyone age 18 to 45, because Chinese cartels have teamed up with Mexican cartels to bring death and decay to the doorsteps of urban mothers and suburban mothers alike. It was about two years ago, Donald Trump uh, obviously was running for president right. and Joe Biden was a candidate as well. And well, he's running for reelection. Donald Trump was. And Joe Biden was being interviewed by Charlemagne to God. Remember that? <laughs> I do. And Charlemagne is a very popular um, radio personality slash DJ, extremely successful. I wasn't that aware of him, quite frankly, at the time. Right. And uh, he happens to be black. And Joe Biden said you know, he was asking some pretty good, you know, rather challenging questions a little bit of pushback from Charlemagne and Joe Biden said to him, if you don't know if you're voting for me or Trump, then you ain't black. And I thought it was probably is the definition of racism, quite frankly. Right. Um, you happen to be a man of color. You happen to be conservative. Um, is the bigotry we saw from Joe Biden something that you have to confront? Certainly. I mean, I think it's something that you've always had to confront as a person uh, of color who is a conservative in this country. But I think, again, George W. Bush uh, talked about the soft bigotry of low expectations. Uh, we have the, uh, the tacit bigotry of the political left. Uh, when you have all these individuals that feel very comfortable uh, talking about white privilege while at the same time taking the privilege to tell me that there's only one way to be a black man in America, only one way to be a woman in America, only one way uh, to be anybody in America, and it's their way or the highway. Uh, I think it's fundamentally wrong. And so, again, if we're going to uh, cry about the two children running together, one child black, one child white, uh, hugging on YouTube, uh, then we should understand that we cannot build that world that we 
seek by actually trying to have those young children who don't see race become more conscious of how they look and not how they feel about the person staring back at them on the other side of the sidewalk. I want to play a quick soundbite. This is from the Disney General Entertainment president. Her name is Carrie Burke. Disney is having a nervous breakdown because the boss of the company did not come out against the uh, parental rights bill, which critics call the Don't Say Gay bill, which is a lie, by the way. They wanted the boss, the CEO, to come out against it earlier, harder. So there's all kinds of upheaval there. Listen to how she talks. And I want to see if you've ever heard anything like this. And I'll say right now, I have not. I have never heard anyone talk like this. But here she goes. Her name is Carrie Burke. She's in her mid-50s. She's got a big job at Disney, and this is what she does to keep it. Cut 25. I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually, Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Uh, I just it was jaw dropping virtue signaling and kind of like something you said made me maybe think of it like. They are trying to cling to power and they'll do whatever it takes, including sending signals. They don't care about these issues. They'll let others deal with it. They just want power. Well, look, I mean, to be clear, the president tells Charlemagne the God, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Uh, look, to be clear, I think all black people want what most people want, uh, to feel safe in their own skin. What, uh, you know, Dr. King told all we want, all we ask of America is to be true to what you said on paper. Well, look. Uh, one out of three black children in New York State living in poverty is not being true to what we said on paper. In the Bronx, three out of five black children live in poverty and despair. Uh, these are cities that are run end-to-end by Democratic policy, pol- politicians that have implemented policies that are the bedrock of the liberal movement, and they have not yielded the results that black people look. You go down to Baltimore, 70% of the children in high school in Baltimore read at an elementary school level. That is child abuse. Abuse any way you slice it, right? In public housing here in New York State, well, in New York City in particular, $40 billion in the rears. At the height of this insanity, 40,000 elevators in NYCHA housing did not work. So wow. that is despair funded by our government, uh, and that's why we have to do better than Chuck Schumer. Joe Pinion. Joe Pinion is your man. We can shock the world. Go to JoePinion.com. He's running for the U.S. Senate in New York against Chuck Schumer. That's Joe Pinion, P-I-N. I-O-N dot com. Joe Pinion, thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. And find us on Facebook as well. (laughs) Awesome. Be right back. Greg Kelly is on the air. 77 WABC. Wow, that was cool, huh? Uh, He could do it. He could do it. You know, at first I heard about him running. I'm like, oh, boy, Schumer's tough to beat. You know what? Did you hear that? Did you hear that language? It just flowed, and it was so powerful. It made such sense to me. I think it could be really great. All right. Uh, ooh, I only have about a minute left. I got uh, Some of you have been on hold for Peter in New Jersey, yes. Joe Pinion, I love him. I watch him every Saturday morning on Newsmax. He's the man. I agree. All right. Hey, uh, yeah, go. Chuck Schumer is dancing with white pinstripe pants while rockets were flying over Israel. This is a guy that they want to reelect into into Senate. This is crazy. I know. And where was he during COVID, by the way? The guy ran and hid. Thank you, sir. Got one more. We got. Oh, Gail in Staten Island. Hi, Gail. 
I've been on hold. How are you? I've listened. You have such a great show. Uh, I'll just go to Joe Pinion because he was your last guest. He, I was watching him on Newsmax in the afternoon, his show, before I would go to church on Saturdays. And I just think he's great. As Joe Biden would say, he's clean and articulate. <laughs> anyway, as far as Disney, I loved going to Disney and uh, went with my family, my kids. But I, as we got older, I, I looked at my husband and I said, you know what? This is a pedophile par- paradise for all um, pedophiles. You know, not everybody. I don't want to make a buzzkill. But you're right about a small agenda. And I just would think, you know, like these fuzzy characters would come up for a photo shoot. And uh, you don't know who they are behind, though. Who else would stand in heat? <laughs> what are you talking Those fuzzy characters? You mean those... Furbies? You mean those uh, things you see at the amusement? Yeah, right, right. No, good question. The fuzzy characters, you're right. Hey, Gail, thank you. Carol, I can't. I got to go across the street. Marianne, all the best to you. To be continued, everybody. Uh, Newsmax tonight, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Who the hell can figure out Mountain and 4 in California?